Welcome to this happy podcast. On the latest edition, we're discussing attraction breakdowns. Yep, the happiest and most magical places on earth have mechanical problems. No one wants it to happen until it goes extremely right and shines a light on Space Mountain or reveals just how Pepper's ghost is haunting you. Welcome to this week's episode. Paul, John, good to be talking to you. Good to be back and happy Connecticut Day to you all. That is a holiday that I have celebrated every year that I have been alive. Yeah, it, it's a it's a day we put out the tree, the ornaments, everything. I choose to believe that wholeheartedly. <laughs> Hope you get your slice of New Haven pizza, and um, that's all we're famous for. So I, lo- <laughs> I love my little box of estate. As a native Marylander, I like to go outside on my porch every August 10th and sing the Connecticut State song. You know what? That just brings a tear to my eye. I am, I'm it's very emotional. Um, we're going to just uh, pretend I know what that song is. And uh, <laughs> is it in, 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 in editing, do we just like drop it in like, you know, oh yeah, it was totally... <laughs> We totally could. I, I could. I could. Let's say pause for edit here. Yes, yeah. it was totally insert song here, and then we're good to go. Insert song here is a fabulous tune. It is. Man. It's, you know, I, it's quite a, a catchy melody. It's a toe tapper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is, as the kids say, a banger. Oh, it's a bop. Ooh, wow. We've got all kinds of terms. Yeah. So I think we're using one of them well. I don't know which one, but something. <laughs> this is positively delightful. Well, let's get into our favorite segment of every week. What's making us happy? Paul, what do you got for us? Oh, wow. Well, first of all, aside from being with the two of you, which always makes me one of the happy moments for Disney in my given week. But um, so I've been watching Disney Plus and um, and I do want to say um, I have to kind of include Hulu in the uh, in, in, in the Disney stuff, because I'm not sure if you know, but actually Hulu is owned by Disney because Disney owns everything. Um, and so including this uh, with, show. what's that? I said, including this show, including the show. They own everything. We wish we're for sale. Disney. <laughs> <laughs> we get, we can get paid in gift cards. Seriously. We don't need, we'll you know, take anything. We'll take anything No, But what, so two shows, one on Hulu and one on Disney plus both Disney owned um, uh, have kind of made me happy this week. One is the new, uh, <laughs> this is the most un Disney thing to get excited about, but the movie prey, which is one of the predator sequels. Um, and since Disney has bought 20th century, fox uh i guess that makes the predator a disney villain when Um, do you think that ride's coming to the magic kingdom i would go on at any time i've been a predator fan since like i was a kid um i was one of the weird kids who like actually that was like one of my fun movies (laughs) i think think, yeah we maybe could see it at the uh emptied uh stitch building at the old haunts of the uh Alien adventure, or, yeah, alien adventure, yeah, alien encounter, but predator encounter. <laughs> I know. One so was a very good movie. Gets removed from the ride at every mo- at every uh, cycle. But the uh, the lead um, is uh, it, it's great. It's actually set uh, in with uh, about three hundred years ago in the in, in amongst the Comanche uh, Native American tribes, and is incredibly. Uh, uh, you know, interculturally aware and connected 
Uh, in fact, there's a whole version you can get on Hulu that is completely in Comanche language wow. um, that you have to watch English subtitles to so that you can hear what they, because the, the movie is done in English. Uh, when they're speaking their native language, they're speaking in English for the viewer, but there is a version of it that you can get in command. I think it's kind of fun. But the other thing on Disney plus, cause now totally shifting gears is they've got a new series called light and magic, um, which is the history of industrial light and magic. And I've been watching the episodes and I, honestly, what's what I've loved about it is um, I love watching the old scenes of when they started uh, ILM uh, back in the 70s, basically to prepare for Star the first Star Wars. Uh, and it's just kind of taken off ever since. Um, but it was great to really relive some of those moments back in uh, the 1970s, uh, in the 80s, like imagining that I was in, in Van Nuys, California, and like, you know, in the creature shop with these guys and, you know, just imagining what was possible with duct tape and, you know, you know, WD 40 and stuff like that. And really making the stuff shine like nothing before. I just, it reminded me as a, it reminded me growing up in my dad's uh, shop as a kid, you know, like always, you know, building stuff and figuring out what we can make. And, you know, just that, that, that kind of experience that raw, 1970s 1980s vibe that ilm started with and and now what they're doing with digital is just amazing um but uh, it was fun to kind of take a little trip down memory lane through that series so uh in two different ways disney is providing excellent content uh you know to scare me and to um you know give me a little nostalgia trip um both, uh, both things that Disney does pretty well. So, well, scaring me, I guess it's not always what they do, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> they I are feel, good storytellers. I, I feel compelled to say that that was not an advertisement that was genuine on behalf of Paul, but if Disney plus you're listening and you would like for it to be an advertisement, give us a call. <laughs> well, um, oh, wow. Paul, I got to say something um, with your pick uh, for light and magic. Disney Plus is my favorite things on Disney Plus so far, like mm -hmm. bar none, have been their documentaries. Yeah. Have been the things that look at the people that make things happen for that company, both before they owned these IPs and during. Like I, the, the Imagineering story, phenomenal. Oh, phenomenal. Yeah. This, you know, using a top shelf filmmaker to make that series. Um, yeah, I want to see Disney dip into the archives more and do more documentaries like that. So, A plus on that pick. Amen. Amen. John, how about you? What's making you happy? Well, money is making me happy, Paul. Specifically, <laughs> the money that it is, uh, you know, I joke. It, Disney is hardly in dire straits, but it's, it it's, um, Goes without saying, the past two, now I guess three years, have been a, a challenge for, for everybody. And so Disney, um, though I don't necessarily agree with all of their decisions, had to tighten the belt a little bit in the COVID world. And so projects that should have been completed were delayed, uh, understandably so, for the safety of their workers um, during the most acute phase of the pandemic, less understandably now. Uh, and there hasn't been a ton of uh, new investment in the parks that was that hasn't that wasn't promised to us back in 2017 2018 well today it come you know and i guess it was disney's uh, possibly their quarterly filings or whatever financial paperwork that they were preparing it came to light 
that they have earmarked approximately $6 billion for large CapEx expenditures, um, which historically means at least two thirds, if not more of that will be put into the parks. Um, and based on the rumor mill and insiders, that is definitely going to happen. So um, I'm not necessarily happy or excited about one particular project, but uh, I'm, uh, that I've heard rumored, I'm not unhappy. I'm just excited that we're going to see some major investment, especially things that we've not yet heard about in the parks all over. I mean, you, you, and I'm excited to see the final, final coming to fruition of projects we've heard about now for years. Zootopia topped off in Shanghai. In Shanghai, it looks amazing. Uh, Frozen is nearing completion in Hong Kong. <coughs> Hong Kong. We saw, even though I don't think Avengers Campus is perhaps the best uh, land, at least that's done in Walt Disney Studios Paris and construction's begun on their main artery and lake and frozen. Uh, and Tron is nearing completion, supposed to be done by the end of this year. And so it's nice to see those projects that we really were catch up projects from the 2007 recession, 2007, 2008, they were catch up and investment in the parks being completed and Disney not resting on their laurels, especially with Epic Universe coming out in uh, Orlando, Disney not resting on their laurels and again, in investing in the parks and, um, you know, maybe the, it'll be IP heavy or maybe it won't be my favorite. I have no idea what it'll be, but I'm just happy to see life being infused in these beautiful, these amazing parks. So um, that's what's making me happy. It's nice to see things moving again. And, you know, it's nice to be able to capture whatever normalcy we can in days that feel very not normal. John, I'm going to piggyback off your choice. Um, next month, um, in the uh, second week of, uh, of September, D23 is going to be uh, happening, and Disney is expected in their Parks and Experiences presentation uh, called Boundless Future is expected to announce some uh, movement on Tomorrowland uh, updates, improvements. Uh, the rumor has been for a while that it would be in Anaheim. And I'm looking at that and saying... Following Tokyo Disneyland's announcement a couple months ago that they would be updating their Tomorrowland with a complete rebuilding of Space Mountain, um, I'm thinking this is the time that I think a lot of Disney Park fans have been waiting for, um, where Disney might be able to step up to the plate and um, truly follow in their founders' footsteps, dreaming of something bigger, something larger. Because if you go into those sections of both the Magic Kingdom in Florida and, and Disneyland Park, they really feel dated and kind of abandoned. Um, a mishmash of ideas. Uh, Disneyland in particular has a Star Wars IP. It has um, Space Mountain. And then it's got another abandoned sort of lifeless Star Wars building that once hosted uh, far bigger um, far bigger attractions. So I look at that and I, I'm thinking, I think a lot of Disney fans are looking at that presentation and saying, they're, they're showing their hand, they're tipping their hand and saying, we're going to be talking about Tomorrowland with that, with that title. Um, because if they don't follow up, I think there's going to be a lot of disappointment. Uh, a lot of American fans have felt over the last couple of years that maybe they, they felt like they're playing second fiddle to a lot of the Asian parks. Uh, a lot of the Asian parks have been the place where innovations happen, but also 
where American parks have have kind of looked at it and said, like, all right, this is where we're doing our R and D, and we don't have to necessarily throw all our uh, if if the Asian parks would pay for what's happening, um, we can kind of follow suit and, and take what we've done there and bring it to America. Here's hoping that's what's happening. Um, because so many of those parks, both of those Magic Kingdom parks, are spectacular. But Tomorrowland does not live up to the promise. No. No, historically, we would, inside joke in our family, as we call it, today land depressing, decrepit, (laughs) (laughs) symptom of the post-late-stage capitalism. I have fun in those places, but I did not spend an extraordinary amount of time in Tomorrowland. Got in Space Mountain, and we didn't even consider going on Star Tours because we had gone on it three years prior, and we knew that the experience was pretty much the same um, from Florida to to Anaheim. So we weren't necessarily pressing to go on that. We didn't look at any other attractions and say, all right, let's hang here and, and, and go on this. Um, and you've both it, recently been to Disneyland. Like if you go to Disneyland and cycle through the lands left to right, you know, Adventureland's fine. Frontierland's fine. New Orleans Square is actually going to get a boost when it's incorporated with um, Tiana's uh, adventure, yeah, whatever. Critter Country, yeah. Yep. yep. Um, I don't know what they'll do with the rest of Critter Country, but Tomorrowland sticks out like a sore thumb, especially now that they're redoing Toontown, which I thought was fine, but needed some love. Tomorrowland's really the only land in that park that it's a pass-through land. It's yeah, a land that you, you 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 go through on your way to some other part. You know, it's on it's your way from from Fantasyland to Main Street. You know, yeah, it's like Space Mountain and Associates, the, and, yeah. and, and also where you get on the monorail. I mean, and there's yeah. the 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 ghost of the people mover and. And they've been talking about rebooting that a little oh, bit. Oh, I hope uh, so. I hope oh, they I do. I hope so. That is the fi- that is the one that to me I've heard the rumor that they're going to re up the people mover, make it a different type of track. Sadly, make it shorter. I've heard. Yeah, um, I've heard that too. But I I I kind of hope they don't because that's one of the actually. Um, I think I think one of my uh, one of the other uh, vloggers out there had done like a, found an old video of somebody who went going through the you know the old people mover and it's impressive and i i'm a fan of the florida people Mover. believe me i it's one of my favorite rides but i am thoroughly i'm more impressed by what the california people mover used to go through and uh and i'm sad that even a shorter version of that but i'm I'm happy that it'll happen but i hope they don't cut it too much because it's a it's an excellent track yeah i agree there's a there's a lot of speculation that Anaheim's going to get some love and, and here's hoping that comes to fruition. Yeah. Speaking uh, of attractions that need love, uh, <laughs> let's get into our main topic. Um, if we could be on a ride that breaks down, which one would it be? I guess a good place to start is, has anybody been on a, on an attraction that's broken down for a significant period of time? So I have been, I've been on some uh, rides that have broken down. Um, I actually got evacuated from Ellen's energy adventure. However, I feel like now is an appropriate time to bring up one of my most cherished rides, uh, which is It's a Small World. And I don't know if you saw the news reports uh, the past few days, gentlemen. Um, We deliberately did not discuss this uh, during our show meeting because I wanted to see the look on both of your faces. Uh, And pod viewers, you're just going to have to, I'll describe it. Or pod listeners. Um, 
there is either a pending lawsuit or a PR, a PR uh, issue for Disney right now because there was a group of people that recently broke down on It's a Small World. And they were stuck there for several hours. <laughs> and the headline was Torture by Music. It was so funny. And I love It's a Small World. Oh, no. but It makes me think of my grandmother because she always made us go on that ride. And, and I cry when I hear the song, but I'd be crying very different tears if I was oh. stuck on it for an hour. So I thought, oh. well, how fortuitous we're about to talk about getting stuck on a ride. And I think that oh, that's a like a legitimate nightmare. That is a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, because I love the, again, I love the ride too, but there is a point at the, near the usually near the end of the ride. Like, when get me off to, of this. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm done. And I've 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 gone through the, you know. Actually, it's a big world. Let me off. Like, <laughs> have you guys? Uh, my algorithm is such now on on Facebook and Instagram that I get fed reels where it's a lot of breakdowns. I don't know if you've experienced. Yeah, I get that yeah. sometimes. If the logs in the logs uh, sinking in Splash Mountain or the boats sinking in uh, Jungle Cruise, yeah. Yeah, and they've been using um, the audio of Mickey Mouse, uh, somebody imitating Mickey Mouse going, oh no, the ride, it's broken. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I mean, those are, I mean, those are some interesting, I've, so I was, um, so one of the ones that I've gone on, I've actually been evacuated twice from Saint, the same ride, which is Rise of the Resistance. Oh. Um, so I, oh. it has broken down, not once, but twice and it was in the same trip too i'm like Aww. okay you can't even get this but yeah we got evacuated like literally from one of the rooms uh with the the walkers oh um, cool and so you know we got like you know the cast member came by and took us out of our car and you know and so uh, ironic so we've gotten twice from that one and we've gotten once from remy's ratatouille adventure so it's something about those rides oh, with yes, the, yeah. the, the glide things that, that you know yeah we had to get evacuated from remy's as well which also it's like both of those are interesting because they 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 take you in quasi life like situations of larger than life size and so to walk through that on your way out the exit door um and then actually i think the i think the thing that always cracks me up is how close an exit door to the outside or to something is to wherever you are in the ride like you're mm -hmm. never more than a few feet from an wow. exit door because it's like i was like oh are we going to be able to walk through the whole thing nope there's an exit door right yeah. here and that's the one we're going out i'm like no i want to go through more so when you broke down on Rise of the Resistance, yeah, did um, did the cast members stay in character because like they rush you in, like kind of like you're being uh, kidnapped by the First Order? How do they handle that? Um, I have to admit they they the ones at least for me did break. They acted like well people who run a ride at Disney World. Yeah, I get, I get that. I mean, it, but it wasn't, they didn't, I mean, it's not like they had, it's not like they were having a show with the person. They were just like, please follow me. I mean, they didn't do it in the gruff way, like they were an Imperial or anything like that. They just said, you know, please come with me. So no, they did not, like, the, the, the drama did not continue through the backstage. Like, it, it was kind of like, uh, we're taking you off the ride and please follow me. Uh, you know, no pictures, please. You know, you know, especially when you get backstage. Oh, yeah. Because we did have to go through some backstage areas before we got out to the, so it was like we went out, we went through a little bit of a backstage area, and then we went to the actual like outside, um, and then they they scanned us 
uh, and let us know that we could go, you know, when it's back working again, we could basically go on anytime. So, so there was one trip where we went on rise, the resistance. Technically we, we say we went on it four times in one trip because we had one time it broke down and then we went on it again. And then the next day when we came back, we went on it, it broke down and we came back again. So we went on four times in two days. Wow. Nice. I think, uh, my um i wasn't there when it happened but my uh wife was on in line in one of the queues for rise of the resistance like they had gone in one of the show buildings and the ride had broken down at that point and they were just she was with my nephew uh, my nephew and my my oldest son and they were in the queue um in the room before you see ray and bb8 Oh. And uh, they were just waiting and waiting and waiting for probably about thirty minutes. Oh. oh, they didn't even they didn't even get to the point where, yeah, they're, they're facing ad ads. Oh, oh, you know that's to be actually to be evacuated from a queue is kind of like a. But I was so close. I know. <laughs> At least give me a little something. <laughs> just give me something. I know. I it used to happen to me on test track all the time. It's like you get. One time I got literally to the point of load and they're like, nope, thunderstorm, everyone out. Oh, oh. I know. I always, whenever we're in like, because we usually do the single writer line sh- secret, you know. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yep. I mean, no one yeah. else do that. But yeah, no one else do that because that's really a short line. Anyway. Yeah, it's awesome. But it's always like you see some storm clouds on the horizon and you're like rushing in. Go, to go, 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 get on the car. Yeah. <laughs> I've even gotten the like, right before getting on, I've gotten the you know, we're exper- there are thunderstorms in the area, and but they but even though that that spiel goes on, they're still loading cars because they're just letting you know it's a possibility. Yep. It's not that it's over. So I'm like, go, 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 go. hundred <laughs> percent. Yep. Let's wow. see. I'm trying to think. I got evacuated off of Ellen's Energy Adventure mm-hmm. twice. I think they pretty much let that ride go when it was almost time. Um, which there's not, we were evacuated in like the Jeopardy scene, like at the end. So I didn't even get to see the cool dinosaur animatronics. I think I would have liked that. Oh yeah. But I'm trying to think of anything else. Where have I really been? No, I mean, no, I've always wanted to get evacuated from Splash Mountain. Um, because, you know, like a lot of animatronics and, and when you're, especially when you're sort of in the laughing places, you're pretty significantly backstage. But I also thought, I think it would be super cool. I always think it is an incredible treat when you're on the people mover and you pass by Space Mountain and the lights are on and you're like, what? what? <laughs> no. I, yeah. So I've never think, been on it when the lights are on. No, I would videos. love that. Does that I count? I would love to be on Space Mountain with the lights on, but not have to climb down whatever the heck that is. So... That's true. Yeah. So I guess we're moving into the, like what we would wish a little bit. So the one for me, the one that made me start thinking of this is because the last, the last time I was in Disney a couple months ago, um, I thought about it and, and I, cause I kept thinking to myself, God, I wish this would break down right now. <laughs> um, uh, and it's actually a ride for which there's like several places I want it to break down. Um, and that would be the one, I'm I'm wearing a shirt right now, uh, which is of uh, Spaceship Earth, um, which that's the that would be the one. So number one, if I love it, I and I have had it one time where it is paused for a pretty decent amount of time in front of uh, Rome burning, um, 
and uh, <laughs> just taking in the smell for an extended period of time just fills me with happiness. I know. No, uh, it's great. No, it's great. You're burning not burning the Library of Alexandria. Yes, gives me great joy. But I actually, <laughs> if only because of the smell. And I really, all of the show scenes in Spaceship Earth, I would love to just, I, I just want to get out and walk. I feel like it's, I, I'm kind of like, when I'm on Spaceship Earth, I feel like I'm like Dr. Grant in the first Jurassic Park movie saying, can, can we get off this thing? I, I want to I see, you're moving, <laughs> you're moving too fast. I want to get off this thing. And like, if we just push hard enough on the door, maybe we can get off and then forever be expelled from Disney. But the place that I would love is right after the 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 um right around when the uh at the top uh of uh, of the whole thing when it turns around because as somebody who just explained that they're like on rides like rise of the resistance and ratatouille there's always an, a quick exit door um and if you're at the very top there's no quick exit door to the outside so you're walking down the whole thing from that place oh yeah and i would absolutely love to see lights on walking down through spaceship earth i don't care which way if you want to walk me down through the show scenes or you want to walk me down through the 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 basically the lights and no lights thing where you're playing on the video monitor um uh, 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 that'd be fine too, but I just wanted to get out. I want to get out and stretch my legs on that ride. I wish there was like a walkthrough option. Um, I know there's a lot of steps. It's going up pretty high, but I'll do it. Um, that's the one beautiful for me ride. Would I would love to be, I would love to have to be evacuated from the top of Spaceship Earth um, and walk, a, walk down the whole thing and just, I'd be one of those slow walkers. Only if they're still playing take... music, Paul. They're still playing the music, like the grand and miraculous space. Oh, I don't think I'd leave. I would talk about slow walker. I, I know. It's around, like go around. Find, find a little cubby and <laughs> stay in there. And then they shut off the lights. And where'd he go? I don't oh, know. Well, he's stuck you know, here. And all Maybe bring, bring a churro or something and hang oh, out. Man. If I could spend a night in Spaceship Earth, in the bowels of Spaceship Earth, man, uh, this kid's dream would come true. So, you know, you mentioned one uh, being stuck on, and I would sit there and go, I, I would have chosen that until we were talking. You know, I would have chosen Rise of the Resistance yeah. as, as the one to break down. But I don't, like, I've seen the one where people get, uh, get stopped when Kylo Ren stops. And his animatronic is frozen. Yeah. And that, like, that to me would take me out of the the, the moment. Yeah. I think if, if I were stuck on something, I would love to be stuck after you've gone backwards and you're in the holding position at uh, Expedition Everest, where wow. the, the Yeti is kind of doing his thing up top uh, in the animation form on, on the uh, screen above. Yeah. Oh, if, yeah. If, if from that point on... It were to stop, and then because that's right before the launch downward, I would yeah. love to be able to try to figure out how they would get us down from there, because that's <laughs> right before an eighty foot drop. Do they in those scenarios? Do they clear the other trains, and then don't you? Unless there's a, like a really severe issue, don't they uh, have the train go down, or what? Do, what do they do in a roller coaster like that? Like. Like so, I know, if you get stuck on a loop in another in another park, or I guess on Rock and Roller Coaster, they actually have to have gravity take you to a safe area. 
That is a really good question because at the point where you come down, you do stop for a good solid five to ten seconds. You think there's a landing there? I don't know. I want to know. Yeah. There's also yeah, me too. Now there's. I think. Well, the thing is, is there's the there's the story that. Well, I don't think it's a story. I think it's true. There's a basketball court in Everest. Um, no, I thought it's in Ma- the Matterhorn. It's in the Matterhorn. Oh, it's the Matterhorn. Top of the Matterhorn, which is but awesome. Is it, well, there I've seen the pictures. In, there isn't one in. Uh, there isn't something on the inside of Everest. Let me. Look. I'm not sure, but I know there's one in, on Matterhorn. Okay, that's the Matterhorn. Well, basically, Everest is the Matterhorn on steroids. But, um, but anyway, I wonder if, like Matterhorn, there is like if the inside of the mountain has its own like, like if there's like a land and like if there's a whole backstage area in there that like if in that part where you're kind of waiting to go down, right? If like if like like right to the left of you may be a door that goes into the backstage of the mountain. Yeah. I, 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 not that I want the illusion completely shattered, but I would love that moment of like, huh. Oh no, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going somewhere completely different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, that is a good question though, John, is like some, I think some roller coasters, they're you know the way in which they work they're actually now they're in like little there's there's like so many segments of a right because there's always brake tracks and yeah the brake track and so i think that you're kind of stopped within that brake track and they would move you to whatever the next or within that brake because then the other yeah and the reason why you stop for everest is because you have to allow the past the group before you to make it through the entire. Oh yeah. Track. For the track to flip and the whole. Yeah. Yeah. So Which is I, incredible ingenuity. Oh yeah. Huh. Yeah. I would love to see what would happen if, if for some reason some mechanism didn't go and it didn't go forward. And they were like, <laughs> well, this can't happen. That's true. Um, <laughs> if we're going to do the whole thing backwards, I mean, might ah. as well just do it. Yeah. I always thought it would be cool to be stuck on one of the uh, lift hills at Big Thunder Mountain because I just love the theming and I love seeing the animatronic oh. in the bathtub and watching the Lily Bell. Oh, is it Lily Bell? Yeah. No, the, um, no, that's Lily Bell is in um, Disneyland. What is the? Yeah, uh, no, it's, is it doesn't the, matter. The riverboat. The riverboat. The riverboat and um, the train go by. It's just the kinetics of the area are so great. So I thought it'd be yeah. it'd be neat to be stuck on there. But then again, it begs the question, Matt. I know on the lift hills, there's steps, but what do you do? I guess there's got to be, I think Paul's right. There's got to be that point of inertia that they let you, you know, like right. you can't do anything until you get to that, to the break. Run. There's not, when you come down from that hill uh, backwards, there's a moment where you're just kind of, they have to move tracks. So, yep, so you're, you're there. Forward. You're at the uh, yeah, so that would be the place because in a way, yeah. that place before you go down is the end of it. It's basically, that's the end of a break for the, previous set so you aren't yet in the next cycle so that would actually you would be let off probably there because you that isn't because there's a there's a the 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 helix yeah the helix track has got to rotate so that's at the beginning that's i think the beginning of the next thing so yeah i think it has to be right because i know there's steps in the mountain then you go to the the track that's broken Right. Uh, then they then you go backwards down the helix. Then when you you stop in the place that Matt is talking about, there has to that has to be it. Yeah, they would probably have to evacuate you from that spot. 
Um, and then you go down for the final run, and I think actually they could evacuate you through the Yeti room. I think that's probably the next spot. Oh. Not that no. moves. Do you like it? I, I, have you had it when the lights come on in some of those dark attractions, those dark ride track attractions? Have you ever had that happen? Yeah. I'm trying to remember which ones. I, I have had... Uh, I've had it actually in, uh, in Haunted. Me too. I, I didn't like that. I like it. I, I think yeah, it kind of ruined the ambiance. You're like, you're like, oh, it's like the wall is like, because I, I, I think it was in the, um, mine was right around the uh, the ballroom scene. And so you see the, um, so you see the wall behind you, actually, which is weird. Like, I'm like, That's oh, there's weird. just a wall back there. So... Well, isn't that the that's where the Pepper's ghost effect is taking place, right? Underneath you, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. That'd be so weird. Now, like, I have seen enough YouTube videos of the lights on on Space Mountain that I know I don't want that happening in real life. Oh, God, no. I, I would want it to be. My head gets to the track. Well, I, if the lights are on, I want to be evacuated. I would like to see it in there. I do not want to be on it because no. I am petrified. Like when I'm riding Space Mountain, my arms are up here. <laughs> and for pod listeners, I'm like, my arms are by my nose. I'm crouching because I am 6'3. So it's like, I really feel like it's only a matter of time before I lose a finger or something on the ride. So see, now I'm the type that loves thrill rides. And Anytime an effect like the darkness is used to make that feel bigger than it really is, and right. if, if the lights were to come on, I, I think it would ruin me forever. <laughs> from from uh, Space Mountain, I think I would go. No, nope, no, nope, we're good, we're good. I don't need to ride that ever again because yeah. it, it would it would make it almost too tame in my mind. I get it. Sound like Billy uh, Billy B A right here, but I yeah. I don't want um I don't want that to. To go down in my estimation yeah what what makes space mountain magical is the fact that it's um it's in the dark and so therefore there's the mystery right oh yeah you could there's enough plausible deniability particularly in the magic kingdom where it is very dark that you are in space and and i i when i rode um hyperspace mountain there at disneyland uh a couple months ago um it was spectacularly done. Now, if I were riding that ride with the lights on, but the Star Wars music still happening, I don't think it's going to be as magical. Mm. Um, the the way that that was edited and and put together as a, a temporary layover was spectacular. Yeah. Um, I, I, I I want I want Space Mountain at its full strength. Um, yeah, I, I would I, I would agree with you. I think that there is something. But, you know, one of the other things that uh, one of the other rides that that we were talking about earlier about uh, small world that um, so th that is one that there is a slight bit of wish that there is one room that I want to be stuck in. And that is the South Pacific room or the I should say the Oceana room. Why um, that room? Well, first of all, it ha if, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but that's the only room in the small world ride that they're not singing in. It's just instrumental. It is just the it is instrumental small world the theme, but right. done with Hawaiian and South Pacific instrumentation. So they aren't singing. So I think that's one is that you're not going to be 
<laughs> you're not going to be inundated with the constant refrain of the song. Um, and so, um, I, I, so I kind of like, that's one of those places where I'm like, Oh, this ride could stop right here. Cause it's very, the way in which the instrumentation in that particular room is done is very, it's very relaxing. I mean, it's, it's in that, you know, uh, Hawaiian music style. That's very, uh, you know, it, yeah, it has a nice relaxation feel to it. So, um, so that would be the room I think that I would probably want to be stuck on. Um, but, but chances are, if I got stuck on Small World, it would probably be in the, it, well, it usually is in the exit area. And, you know. Well, there's always that pile up. It's like 10 yeah. of the, and that's when you start getting the, the kind of like, all right, I'm getting a little claustrophobic here. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the Hawaiian room is the one that if I had, a, if, that, if I was to be stuck, I'll, I'll, I'll choose to be stuck there. Like, like in some respects, if there's a pile up in the future room, just leave me in that room and I'll just stay there for a little while. Yeah, until we're, until the log jam clears out a little the bit. Log jam clears out. Although what after, have you ever read kingdom keepers, Paul? I have not read it. Like I a know. young adult novel series yeah. about, and there's just this absolute nightmare fuel segment about small world that I can't, again, love the ride, right. but I can't not think about it every time we're in there. See, now, I, um, I loved Disneyland's version of Small World so much because they had the integration of Disney characters at Me various too. moments. Yeah. In. My hot take is that is better. It's, yeah. It was one of those things where I wouldn't mind stopping in every room for an extra 10 seconds. Oh, yeah. And yeah. go, Oh yeah, did you see that one over there? How about yeah, that? That's one? Aladdin. That's yeah. Yep. It's like we rode that I think two or three times when we were there, and we started to see the hidden Mickey's while we were on there, uh, on some of the the uh, reflections and, and shadows and things like that. So we were we were having so much fun as a family, pointing things out that we saw. Um, so I'd love a little extra time in the, in, in small world, even if it's going to add to my mental insanity. <laughs> there is actually a ride. One of the rides that I kind of feel like you get that treat through one of the backstage tours is actually living with the land. Um, because, oh yeah. You know, living with the land's one of those ones that it kind of does kind of lend it to like, I'd like to stay, like, I'd like to know, see these plants a little bit closer and the behind the seats tour allows you to get close to some of those like they let you in the greenhouse and you walk around like the the red the red room with the fish and stuff like that and then all the all the other plants and stuff like that so you you in a way get somewhat the backstage tour is through the ride itself in a way so it i guess the closest thing you to a legit version of getting stuck on a ride would be taking the backstage tour on living with the land so for those of you who like that ride, I'm. It's another one of my favorites. Um, if you like it and you would wish you got stuck on it, uh, once they restart that tour, which I know they've kept it off in COVID, but once they start it again, I would definitely take advantage. It's actually one of the cheapest behind-the-scenes tours in all of Disney, so I would recommend oh, yeah. that one and uh, experience what it's like to get kind of stuck on living with the land. I've said this before, and I'll say this again: living with the land is the people mover of Epcot. It is. So what the heck happens on the Tower of Terror if that breaks down when you're at the top of that? There is actually, I have seen actually, I, so I haven't been on it because I'm petrified of drops. So, you know, 
I've only ever been on Tower of Terror once. It is impeccably themed, but my stomach is not going to be able to handle it. Yeah, but I do believe there are actually YouTube videos of people who've gotten evacuated from Tower of Terror. I do believe there is actually a thing where they the the, the elevator somehow comes to some place and it lets you off um, at the top. So I would, I would, I would not want to be on it when it happens. But I'd be very curious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be something. The one I would not want to be on is rock and roller coaster. If I because there's that tiny little I know I know that it'll take you through the loop no matter what, but that first jet you go you go sixty miles an hour, you go a loop, corkscrew loop, then you come back down. It an abrupt stop would be very bad for me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm not even sure how it would come to a stop. Um, not that I'd want to see it happen. But it, it uh, with its spaghetti bowl layout and its, uh, yeah. its jet propulsion, its, its launches, um, it's got to be moving at a, at a clip that would, it would have something terrible would have to go wrong for that to stop. Yeah. Which is why I would not want to be on it. You know what, actually, fellas, I think we have kind of come to the natural point here in the show where I just want to say this one thing. Thank you, engineers. Thank you, Imagineers, <laughs> for being able to, to take what I'm assuming to them might be stupid questions and, and keep us safe and, and give us yeah. easy access to get off of rides when yeah. needed. Because we don't need to think about this when we're on the rides. We just know that if something happens, Disney will take care of us. Oh, they do. They will. You know what? I wouldn't mind getting stuck at the top of the hill of uh, the former California Screaming slash... Uh, yes. What if you have Pixar Pier? Yeah. Although, you know, it would be a nightmare getting stuck in one of those crazy cars on Mickey's Fun Wheel. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. No, that one's probably... Uh... Oh, yeah. boys, I'd be happy to get stuck on any ride as long as I was with you two. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? We could do what we could write our own uh, Kingdom Keepers series. <laughs> we could. <laughs> when the three guys got stuck on Disney rides after hours. After hours, doing battle with the pirates and Pirates of the Caribbean. We came alive. <laughs> so I think this is a good point to say to our listeners. Tell us your dream scenario breakdown and tell us your nightmare scenario breakdown. <laughs> Send it to this happy podcast at gmail.com. Join us on our socials. Uh, look us up at this happy podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, share yours uh, and be sure to subscribe to us on all major platforms. Uh, guys, this is a fun discussion. <laughs> yeah. The, what, the infamous what if, you know, and. You know, hey, you know that Disney's going to take care of you no matter what if. That's right. Good to be with you all again, as always. You too. Great discussion. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this week's, this most recent episode of the <laughs> podcast. Um, we'll set the goal for uh, getting together uh, in a week or so. Thank you so much. We will see you real soon. It's a world of laughter, a world of tears. Oh, my Lord. Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs>